What got you there with got you got you What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney Hey guys are you interested in receiving 20% off your entire order of the apparel brand that's taking the fitness world by storm If so head to 10000.cc use discount code WGYT and you're going to be getting 20% off your entire order of my favorite fitness apparel brand 10000. 10000 is making the most comfortable and versatile shorts out there on the planet. I recently picked up a pair of their interval shorts which are perfect for a long hike or an intense session in the gym. I'm loving their stuff and highly recommend you guys check them out. Remember, head to 10,000.cc, use discount code WGYT, and you guys will be feeling good and looking good. Hey guys, it's Sean, and we are doing something a little bit different today. Instead of me speaking with a guest, which I love to do, I'm going to get a little uncomfortable. It's just going to be me on the podcast today. So it's a solo episode, the first one. If you guys enjoy it, we get good feedback. We might do more of these. If not, you guys can hit fast forward, listen to another one right now. But I'm excited about this. A lot of you reached out hoping that we would do an episode like this. So the more requests, the more requests, I finally decided, let's do it. I'll share a bit about my backstory, what I like about the podcast, what I've learned from the podcast, different things I do. So you guys send in a bunch of great questions. I'll answer a few of them today. So I really do appreciate the people who send them in. If we are going to do a future episode, feel free to send over questions to the email address info at whatgotyouthere.com or you guys can shoot myself or the What Got You There social pages a DM uh, and maybe we'll feature one of your questions on the show. So one of the first questions obviously is why did you start the podcast? I am someone who is obsessed with podcasts. They, they fascinate me. I first got into them probably about eight or nine years ago. And I was really interested in real estate investing at the time. And the Bigger Pockets podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to. So I would just consume those nonstop to learn more. And what I love about the podcasting medium is you can listen to it when you're doing anything. You could be working out, you could be driving, you could be doing your laundry. So it's a great way to consume new information, new knowledge on particular topics. Uh, even if you just like stories, there's unbelievable stories in podcasts. Basically anything you guys wanna discover, you can discover it via podcast. So that was the initial inkling, I guess, that I really enjoyed listening. I listened to a ton of different podcasts and I was having a bunch of conversations a few years ago and I really enjoyed the conversations I was having and felt privileged. I was learning so much from some of these people I was talking with. And I felt ashamed that other people weren't getting to sit in on our conversations. So finally, my, my wife pushed me over the edge and she said, you keep talking about it. Why don't you finally do it? So I, I jumped on the internet, discovered what type of equipment you need to have, reached out to a few friends who gave me a little bit of advice and then got rolling and, and finally did the first episode. I think the first episode was Tim Kennedy. So not, not the easiest person to interview at first uh, with his military background. He, he, uh, he's an intense individual, but you, you learn quickly. And, and every conversation I've had, whether the episode's actually been released or we've had some terrible conversations I didn't think you guys would enjoy that decided not to release those. But every single one, I, I get to walk away having an in-depth conversation with someone who's way smarter than I am in a particular field. 
So I love that. It's, it's an unbelievable opportunity for me. And then I hope you guys as well to, to learn something new. And if not, just be entertained for half hour to an hour. So that was really the precipice of, of why I started it. There's some other personal things you guys can read about on the website, the About Me page, and some other factors that went into to me really wanting to do this and be able to record conversations with people I didn't have the opportunity to sit down with enough and record those conversations. Um, so another question is, what have the biggest positives been of starting a podcast? I feel so privileged that I get to do this at least once a week, uh, many times, multiple times per week, is I get to sit there and have, have an in-depth conversation with someone, like I mentioned, who is way smarter than me. It's like I'm going to business school, whether I'm hiring a private coach in something. It's unbelievable. I'll sit down with authors, military personnel, people who know so much and it's a shame that a lot of times the conversations don't go longer, but I have to be respectful of their time. So that by far has been the most beneficial thing. At least once a week, I am sitting down for an extended period of time and learning, learning something that I don't know enough about. Even when I'm prepping for a podcast, there's a ton of research that goes into it with me reading everything they've written, listening to different interviews they've done, seeing TED Talks, things of that nature, where I'm constantly consuming new information. And I, hopefully I'm prepared for these episodes, but it's just a great way to learn new information. Another thing is the relationships and connections I've made because of the podcast. One thing I've always valued is relationships I've had. And I think that's a, a reason I've been able to get a lot of these guests on is past relationships I've had with them, people close to them. And, and those relationships continue to build. Once you get connected with one person, if you bring them value, it's a great way to meet new people. So I'm really fortunate about a lot of the, the guests having previous relationships with them. And then also helping me get connected to people that they think would be really good guests. That's something that'll occur a lot of times after the conversation. I'll talk more about them. We'll talk about kids, family, life, anything like that. And a lot of times they'll bring up new potential people they think would be a great fit for the show. So I'm always appreciative of the the guests that share that and, and like to do that and, and like to connect people with their network. What about key lessons from starting one? Key lessons. Uh, anytime you're starting something new, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like I said, this is the first solo episode. I think I probably stared at the recorder for five minutes prior to hitting record because I've never done this before. I've never just sat here and talked. So I hope you guys do find this enjoyable. But just some of the key lessons is getting uncomfortable being able to have a conversation for an extended period of time. I think at any point in your life, if you're able to do that, you're you're going to learn more from those around you. You'll improve on your relationships, whether they're close proximity or further away. All of those little things that you get to talk about and go in depth, you get to learn more about people. They learn more about you. It's it's an unbelievable way to discover more. So that's kind of one of the, the key things I've really enjoyed thus far. I mean, I already hit on this, but every week I get to have a conversation with someone who's incredibly smart, knows much more about a particular field than I do. And I like to really change up who we have on. So I know in the past we've had on authors, we've had on billionaires, we've had on professional athletes. Uh, one of my favorite episodes was episode, I think, 67, Boyd Vardy. And uh, he, he lives in South Africa and his family throughout their entire life have been trackers in Africa and 
coming face to face with some of the most dangerous animals. If you guys haven't listened to his episode, you're a new listener, go check it out. Episode 67, Boyd Vardy. And, and just having those conversations and, and learning so much. And then the next week, uh, it might be a performance coach. And I learn how to have a better routine. I learn how to get the most out of my body, out of my mind. So every single week, it's going to be something a little bit different. There's going to be episodes you guys hate topics you're not interested in. Believe me, there's topics I am much more interested in at the outset of the of the conversation. And then other ones I think I might not that be that interested in, but I, I want to get uncomfortable. I want to learn more about it. So believe me, I'm not expecting you guys to enjoy or listen to every single episode, but I hope there's different ones that you see you're interested in. You, you download them, you listen to them. And then other ones that you think might not be that interesting for you, uh, I'd give a few of those a shot. You'd be surprised different things you'll learn from those conversations as well. Any guests and conversations you think about often? That's a great question. Uh, I just mentioned Boyd Vardy, uh, his conversation, just his ability to tell story and, and, and some of the unbelievable adventures he got into uh, during his time in Africa, uh, studying the animals. I always enjoy hearing about animals, so that was a great one for me. The person I tried to get on the podcast for the longest was Jesse Itzler. Before the podcast even launched, he was someone who I've looked up to, I've learned a great deal from. So it was about two years in the making to finally get him on. Uh, so that was that was like a Super Bowl for me, a Super Bowl moment having him on. And he delivered the takeaways, his his view on life how he structures his day, things he does to get uncomfortable. I absolutely love that conversation. I looked to Jesse for a lot of advice, a lot of information, and it was so funny. So Jesse is someone that I wanted to have on this entire time. He's someone I looked up to. After the conversation finished, he was asking me about my life, my backstory, and he actually had me, since I'm a former lacrosse player, he was talking about, his interest in lacrosse, and he's actually going to be playing in a men's league around where he lives. So he had me shoot him a personal instructional video. And I just thought that was so cool. Here, he took something from my life that he was truly interested in and asked me and kind of turned the conversation around. So that's something you guys didn't get to hear, but I just thought something was cool. And it also makes me think back to to John Chambers. And if you guys don't remember John Chambers, I think he was episode... 102, right around there. And John Chambers is the former CEO of Cisco. He is responsible for billions and billions of dollars, thousands and tens of thousands of employees. And when we first jumped on the call to talk, he brings up my background, my sports background. Uh, he gave me some, some trash talking for going to University of North Carolina, but it was unbelievable. Here's someone who's so successful has led thousands of people, has made billions of dollars, and he's going to put the time to learn a little bit about me before jumping on a call. And that was truly humbling, but what it showed me is he got to the position he's at because of that, because of the details, because of the prep work, always being ready. I, I really think about that a lot. Another one is David Heinemeiter Hansen, episode 100. David is another one of those people I'm truly fascinated by. Uh, his ability to learn and become great across multiple domains. We talk about his professional race car driving career, his business, being an author, being able to start multiple companies and learn so quickly. One of the things that 
that he breaks down is you have to be a beginner. You have to have that beginner's mindset. So I think about a lot of those conversations often. Uh, I don't necessarily go back and listen to them, but a lot of times I have show notes that, that I take. So I have a specific notebook I use for every single episode. So when I'm sitting there, sometimes I get too deep into the conversation where I finish the conversation and a single note is not even taken, but there's plenty of time. There's pages and pages filled up. So I, I'll go back into that notebook from time to time and see what I wrote down, what I learned, and and just use that as a little bit of perspective for, from time to time. Sometimes you get caught up in the rat race and, and forget why you're doing certain things. That's usually a good checkpoint for me to go back in, check that out, listen to it, or uh, and read that, consume that, and see how I can improve because we're constantly on this journey for improvement. That's a another major reason I started this podcast. So one of the questions I love asking you guys love hearing based on feedback is what is your morning routine like? I will just go into an average morning for me. My morning today was pretty typical. So I currently don't set an alarm unless I have an important thing I have to do, but I, I try not to schedule anything too early in the morning. Uh, I'm really protective of my time, not only in the morning, but throughout the day. So currently, without an alarm clock, I just tend to get up pretty early. I get around up between 5 and 5.30 without an alarm clock. Uh, I have two dogs, Nala and Paisley. Usually Paisley will come over and try to wake me up if I haven't gotten up by then. But I, I like getting up early. It's my morning time uh, before my son, my wife are up. I really enjoy that time by myself. I get to think clearly. Uh, I'll start the day off with some podcasts. So one of the first things I do while I'm brushing my teeth is I look to see if there's any new podcasts that have been released. Uh, I have some favorites, of course. I can run through some of the ones I listen to. Let me pull up my, uh, my podcasting app. So some of the favorites right now that I really enjoy listening to is Tim Ferriss. He was one of the early ones I'd enjoyed listening to. So I, I continue to listen to his, consume him. Uh, I, I actually listen to a bunch. Knowledge Project with Shane Parrish, I think is one of the best podcasts out there. Um, the JJ Reddick podcast. He, he's, he's a dream guest of mine. I know he went to Duke and is a blue devil. If any of you guys are connected with JJ, he is someone I would love to have on. I love his work ethic. I love how he approaches life. And I think he's an unbelievable communicator. Uh, he's going to have a brilliant career once he's done basketball in media. Other people I listen to, James Altucher, he's been one of the originals I've loved listening to. And, and then I'll listen to a ton of different podcasts, audiobooks, depending on, on what I'm interested in that week. So I mentioned Bigger Pockets podcast when I'm doing some real estate investing. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll listen to them. Patrick O'Shaughnessy's Invest Like the Best. Uh, that is one of the best podcasts out there. Uh, his Naval Ravikant episode. I think that one's a couple years old. I would go back, check that one. Uh, Michael Gervais, Finding Mastery, I really enjoy. Uh, I probably have about 40 different podcasts um, in my rotation. So depending on certain guests, I'll go in uh, and listen to those. So a lot of times too, if I hear someone that I was really fascinated by on say, say a Tim Ferriss podcast, well, I'll search that person up if I haven't heard from them before and I'll go try to consume as much of their content that's out there uh, and learn as much about them. So that's one of the things I really like to do. Um, so those are some of the podcasts I listen to. So Right when I'm done that, go downstairs, feed the dogs. Right now, I'm currently doing a double espresso. Oh, sorry. So I will have two huge glasses of water with lemon in it. So that's about 32 ounces of water usually. I'll do a shot of apple cider vinegar. 
So that's just to get my body alkalinized and then rehydrated um, and kind of flush myself out. And then immediately after that, I'll do a double espresso right now. And then I actually mix in some Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. It doesn't taste like mushrooms, but it's a great thing. Uh, I think I'm doing the chaga and lion's mane right now. Occasionally, I'll do their mix with cordyceps. Cordyceps are great pre-workout. Uh, lion's mane really helps me think. It gets my mind going. And that morning time, I really feel like I do some of my best thinking. Uh, I don't have too much to worry about at the time. So a big reason I listen to podcasts at that time is because it sparks new ideas. So I mentioned I like listening to people in different fields. Maybe they're tech investors that I know nothing about. I don't know anything about their industry, but their thought process, how they hire, what they're thinking of, trends, all of those things I, I like to listen to during that time. There's also times that... I just need to kind of escape those thoughts and I'll, I'll put on music. I'll just turn on Spotify, listen to stuff to help me articulate in my brain some of the ideas I'm thinking about. So once I have that double espresso, get my water, I'm alkalinized, I'm feeling good. I head right out. I have a home gym, which I'm one of my favorite things is that I do have access to that. Uh, it saves time. I'm not driving to the gym. And another great thing about having a home gym is I can wear whatever I want. So I don't have to make the decision. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing these shoes, this outfit. I have my standard shoes that I've had for probably eight years now, I think. They, they've been all over the place with me. Uh, I just throw on a pair of spandex, um, t-shirt or sweatshirt. I'm in South Florida. So a lot of times it's nice and warm, which is great. Uh, and then I get into my workout. So one of the first things I do is I hang from a pull-up bar, just kind of loosen up my shoulders, crack my neck, and then I go on the inversion swing. So I hang upside down immediately. You can feel your lower back decompress your spine. I love the feeling of that. Oh, another thing I have <laughs> during this time, this is kind of diva-esque, but I have this, I think it's a lavender heat pack. <laughs> so I put this in the microwave for a few minutes. It goes on my shoulders, loosens up my shoulders. Uh, I still suffer a bunch from a ton of former lacrosse injuries in my shoulder, my neck, uh, multiple separations, nerve damage. Anyone who had nerve damage in that area understands how annoying that is. So the heat pack, I love, I, I keep that on, kind of gets the, the blood going a bit. So I hang upside down from the inversion swing and then immediately I uh, get down while I'm lying down, I do a Wim Hof holotropic breathing protocol. Uh, I don't know how specific it is to Wim's current thing, but different people like Brian McKenzie, who was an early guest on this podcast, he was episode 10. Uh, also PJ Nestler, worked with both of them on breath work. And I just love it. Um, the breath work also should be alkalinizing your body, um, help you with your immunity. And then it also just makes me feel really good. I, I really enjoy the, the feeling I get from that. It kind of makes me fresh, gets the blood going. And then I do a little stretch foam rolling. And, and then I'm into my workout. Um, I try to work out anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe 45, 50 minutes. Some of the favorite things that I like about what I have in my gym, I have an Aerodyne bike. I think that's one of the best things you can get is an Aerodyne bike. One of the, the bikes with the huge wheels, it, got, it has the handlebars as well. You, you can't escape the pain on that thing. If you want an unbelievable workout, jump on there. So occasionally I'll do a, a timed one, usually 20 to 30 minutes. Um, a lot of times on a Monday, I'll do a 10 mile on the Aerodyne. 
I'll also do um, just some sprint workouts on that. That is very humbling when you guys, uh, if you want to go to the pain cave, do some sprint workouts, do Tabata sets. So Tabata is 20 seconds on as hard as you possibly can, followed by 10 seconds of rest or or light pedaling. And then you do this for four minutes straight. Um, That'll humble you for sure. Uh, Another thing I love and I think should be a staple in anyone's gym is a TRX. The amount of workouts you can do uh, when I travel, I bring that almost everywhere I go unless the hotel has a great gym. The the TRX is just so versatile, so compact, and the amount of workouts you can do, I love. Another thing are bands. I train much differently than I used to when I was playing professional lacrosse. A lot of that was heavy lifting. Now, as I've gotten a little bit older, um, I, I really try to stretch, be cognizant of how hard I'm pushing my body. So I will use a lot of bands during that time. Um, I also do have a, a squat rack, so I will occasionally do some some heavier lifts, some dumbbells, um, but it kind of changes. I, I really just try to listen to my body for the most part. Uh, last year, I battled a lot of health things that made me reset and really think about um, how I'm training, why I'm training, and I, I just want to be incredibly functional and and do things that make me happy that are adventurous. So my wife and I, we, we love adventure. We love going on huge hikes, um, travel, and I want to feel good during all those times and, and be able to do those things. Another thing I really enjoy is swimming. So I, I do go swimming a decent amount, um, not as much as I should. Uh, I think it's one of the best things for for my overall cardio, my stamina. And then also when I, uh, I'm trying to solve complex problems, or think through something. So what I'll actually do is plenty of times I'll, I'll listen to some podcasts, books in a context that I'm unfamiliar with. So say I'm trying to, trying to solve a tough business problem in my field. I'll listen to these podcasts in a different medium just to get me thinking differently. And then I'll go and I do, it's usually about a 45 minute swim. And about halfway through that, my brain just kind of escapes because you're usually just looking down at the bottom of the pool. And that really helps me think clearly. Um, So after the workout, I have experimented with intermittent fasting. So in the evening, I usually try to stop eating mm, four hours before I go to bed. I know a lot of people eat late. I hate going to bed on a full stomach. I like eating dinner early, going on a long walk to digest. And then once I wake up, I work out and I just don't feel incredible when I'm fasting for say 16 hours every single night. So I'm more towards 14 hours. So after my workout, I usually try to do uh, a cold plunge depending on the temperature here in South Florida. I'd like to jump in the pool. It just helps me refresh for a minute and then I'll, uh, I'll jump into breakfast. So that's usually my morning. Like I mentioned, I, I do try to protect it. I get my most clear thinking during that time. I do enjoy the workout. I do enjoy the breath work. Obviously, coffee is incredibly important. And then I also do enjoy really long walks. That's another thing throughout the day that I think have been one of the most beneficial things for me is long walks, not only for health, but in terms of my ability to think, conversations. My wife and I, we go on usually one really long walk in the evening per day. Um, It's just a great way to unwind, to catch up um, and and to think about different things. So I love the long walk. That's usually kind of how my day is structured. Um, If we do another episode, I guess I can get more into detail in terms of the rest of my day. 
someone that I loved was Jesse Itzler, how he breaks down his day into a pie chart. I think that's a great practice so you can see what you're spending the most amount of time. Uh, one of the questions was anything you do during the day that gives you huge rewards. I did just hit on it, the walk. I think that's one of the best things you can possibly do. Another thing is reading. And I am a huge proponent of reading books, um, articles. I think setting some quiet time alone for you to be able to read some books is incredibly beneficial. Not many people are reading these days. It seems like you you rarely see people picking up a book, but it's one of the things I spend the most amount on is, is new books, new topics. I'm constantly jumping from book to book. Um, another question is, when did you become interested in entrepreneurship? So that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm always interested when people first start their entrepreneurship journey, interested in business, money, sales, things of that nature. And mine started at a really young age. So I think it was around second grade is when the Beanie Baby uh, bonanza was basically going on. And all the little kids in the playground, school, obviously purchasing multiple Beanie Babies. And for some reason, I became obsessed with understanding the business of it. So I started to buy the books that gave you the breakdown of every single price of Beanie Babies and basically just memorized those books. I knew the price point of every single Beanie Baby, potential resale value, the different tags. So second and third grade, I'd be calling any stores around me because the internet, you basically couldn't find much information on them. So I'd call the shops around me, see which Beanie Babies they were interested in purchasing, see which ones they had for sale, and then I would hit the playground and I would be hustling left and right. So someone would buy a Beanie Baby, say, for $5 and they had no idea the value of it. Well, I'd offer them $20 and then on the weekends, I'd go to different Beanie Baby shows I would make my parents drag me out to or I would go to the shops that I knew were looking for specific ones. The first time I dragged my parents to one of these things, it was my dad. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. I was with a few of my friends. They had no interest in in, in this part of the Beanie Baby sales or transactions, but there was a convention going on. He drove me there, was mad. It was like $10 per person to enter. He's, he's 60 bucks in the hole before we even walk in. And he has no idea what I'm going to do. He thinks I'm just going to walk around, try to buy some Beanie Babies. He has no idea the way I'm approaching this. So I walk the entire event floor and then finally go up to one of the dealers who has some some Beanie Babies I, I've seen, I'm interested in. And then I also know the current inventory I have. And I go up to them, we start kind of negotiating back and forth. My dad has no idea what's going on. And the guy says, I'll give you two for this, four for this, five for this. And my dad's like, great, he's gonna make $10 here on these Beanie Babies. And I haggle back and forth a little bit. And then we say, deal, we shake on it. And the guy starts counting out $100 bills. And my dad's like, wait, what? 200, 300, 500? That's what he was talking about. It wasn't $2, $3. Uh, and I was obsessed with that. So that that sparked it even more. Uh, I was constantly doing this. And there's been plenty of iterations of this throughout the years in, in other things. Uh, but that was the first spark uh, into my entrepreneurship journey. Great question because as you guys have seen, I have a lot of entrepreneurs, business leaders on this podcast and it's a topic I'm fascinated by. Uh, it's one I, I really enjoy learning about and also enjoy making my own failures and, and having my own successes there. What books are you currently reading? Like I mentioned a minute ago, I purchase, I rent, I download a ton of different books. That's one thing I would recommend is join your local library. Many libraries today have online so they can go right to your Kindle. Um, and then also you can just save the money. If you love the book, you read it, 
go ahead, then, then go and purchase it. This is one of the things I, I do spend way too much money on. Uh, one of the books I'm reading right now, well, I'll start with the fiction books I read. So at night, I got to shut the brain off. I love fiction. Daniel Silva, he's been a guest on this podcast. I love his spy novels. <laughs> I, I've continued just to read them throughout the years over and over again. Uh, it just doesn't get old for me. I enjoy that. In terms of nonfiction, which I'll read in the morning and throughout the day, um, let me see. I'm looking around my office right now. One I recommend is Seeking Wisdom from Darwin to Munger, Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's partner at Berkshire Hathaway. His thinking, uh, the knowledge he possesses is unbelievable. So that book gives you a lot of interesting insights, a lot of quotes from him, and then all people throughout history. So I enjoy that. Poor Charlie's Almanac is also another one. Um, both of those, I'm they might be out of print, so you might have to pay a little bit more on um, Amazon, but highly recommend those two. A book I just picked up the other day I'm reading is The Mask of Command. Sorry, I forget the author on this one, but it basically breaks down some of the greatest leaders. So I'm only a quarter of the way through the book, and the first part was on Alexander the Great. So I love biographies on people who've really disrupted industries, people who have really done remarkable things. The the Walter Isaacson um, biographies he's written, I know he did one on Steve Jobs, Leonardo da Vinci, Ben Franklin. Those are books that are great. I'm also reading Seth Godin's This Is Marketing right now. Um, I'm looking around. Let's see what else I have. Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans, I think is unbelievable. I did finally purchase The War of Art. So that's on the desk right now as well. So those are some of the books I'm, I'm currently reading. Uh, I'm fascinated by reading. It's something I wish I had more time to do and I need to schedule it for myself because if you don't, kind of the day just takes you over and a lot of times you don't get to do that. Uh, let's see some of the other questions. Dream guests for the podcast. Uh, with my sports background, a lot of athletes I would love to talk to. I mentioned J.J. Redick, would love getting him on. Ray Lewis, uh, the former Baltimore Raven, his approach how he attacks his craft was something I was always interested in. So I would love to get him on. Someone uh, whose podcast I listen to as well is uh, Lance Armstrong. So Lance, I would I would be interested to have him on. He, I know, has pissed off a lot of people, but you can't deny what he was able to do. Um, and then some of the things he's doing now, I'm just really interested by him. Someone else is Byron Allen. He, I heard him on James Alter's podcast and was fascinated by his story. If you guys haven't heard that, go to James Altucher and just type in Byron Allen. That was unbelievable. Another one would be Richard Branson. So, I mean, I have a, a list of probably 100 people that I would love having on. Those are just some of the people top of mind for me. So who have some of your mentors been? Um, obviously the, the parents, but I'm not gonna dive into that. I'm sure everyone's parents had somewhat of an influence on them. I'll bring up two people in my college years that were incredibly influential for me. And they were two coaches I had. I played lacrosse at the University of North Carolina. One was Joe Bresci. And then the other one was Brian Holman. And these two men really shaped who I am today. They did an unbelievable job of helping me see life through a different lens, understanding what's important, how to deal with, with stressors and what life throws at you. 
I just love their leadership style, what they've done. So those are two people who who truly impacted me. Anyone in the lacrosse world will know exactly who they are. Joe Brescia is still the head coach at the University of North Carolina. Go Tar Heels. And then Brian Holman uh, has branched off after the Tar Heels National Championship a couple of years ago and is now the head coach at the University of Utah and started their first Division One program there. So I, I love seeing what they're doing. Um, so those are two people who really helped shape who I currently am. So I appreciate those people. I really am thankful they came into my life. So it says sports was a big part of your life. What are some of your best memories playing sports? There were obviously unbelievable games. There, there's games from middle school that I still remember, um, experiences I have. Uh, I remember in, in high school, uh, one of my best friends, Drew Mancini, scored a goal with a second left against Montgomery. And I just remember us dogpiling him getting a celebration penalty because there was still a second left on the clock. Memories like that, I'll never forget. Some of those guys are still some of my best friends. But what I remember most is the times off the field, the times in the locker room. You'll hear a lot of people with team sports, they talk about that locker room environment and how impactful that was. And just some of those hilarious moments in the locker room, I won't share some of these stories. Some of the people, I'm, I'm sure you can think off the top of your head, some of the, the fun times we had, but those, those are the moments that I remember the most and, and being able to share these moments, these successes, these failures with people. Also being pushed to the brink during those moments. Uh, I remember some of the most painful, grueling, conditioning, workouts, runs, things of that nature, practices that... They push you so hard, you think you're reaching a breaking point, and then you look over and you have 40 other guys doing the exact same, they're in there with you. Uh, so those are some of the moments I remember the most, and it's tough to replicate when you're out of that sports environment. So that's something that I think people need to continue to find that type of bond you can have with people. Um, Jesse Itzler mentioned that every single year, I think he calls it Brian's trip or something of that nature, his friend, they get together, uh, their group of friends every single year, and they go do something together, impactful, uh, that'll help shape their lives. That's something that I, that I recommend doing. I still get together with some of my best friends every single year. All right, next question. You mentioned you're introverted in the past. How has this helped and hurt you? And then how do you overcome being an introvert in group settings? Yes, I definitely identify as an introvert. I'm much more comfortable in small group settings, probably why in podcasting format, I love having one-on-one -on -one conversations. Put me in a big group room, I can do well in that environment, but it's one that drains my battery. I don't look forward to that. I like much smaller settings. Um, Many of you I know deal with this as well. There's plenty of you who are extroverted and can't really resonate exactly what this feels like. But for those of you that are, yeah, there, there are certain things that are going to make you uncomfortable and you have to get used to being uncomfortable in those environments. How has this helped me? I think a way this has helped me is I've been able to have really deep conversations with people. So when you enter a big group setting, I feel more comfortable latching on to certain people. And that's throughout the years helped me get to know certain people way better and just have conversations I never would have had. How has that hurt me? Obviously, certain people in a big group setting might view me as more standoffish at times. And, and that's not my intention at all. I just feel more comfortable connecting in a, in a smaller setting. Uh, how do you overcome being an introvert in a group setting? Uh, one of those things, you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
like I said, you can you can latch on to one or two people, but you also should get used to trying to to work the room and, and get out of your comfort zone. I'm not an expert on this. Uh, we do have an upcoming guest, Susan Kane, who has done some remarkable work around this. So I recommend you guys checking her out. Talk about free time and what you do. So free time and free space. I know I love mentioning that I actually do book this into my calendar. I think it's essential. You you need to get away from just the day-to-day grind, the tasks, set up some time where you can just sit there, do nothing, think clearly, go for a walk, maybe do some reading. And those times have been some of the most beneficial times that I've been able to clearly think through a problem, uh, come up with a res- resolution that that works best. So that that works well for me, giving myself free time and free space. What do you do when you're facing problems or challenges in life? Hmm, great question. I'm I'm gonna throw that in with some guests I have coming up. And one of the things I see a lot of people do, and I used to do this and currently still do this a little too often, is when you're facing a problem, you think it's either black or white. It's this solution or that solution. And I've learned that's not the case at all and view it that maybe a solution just outside of of one of those might be the way to go. So it's not random example. If you're working on executing called a real estate transaction and it's either you're you're buying this house or not, that that's not the case. Maybe there's different ways of funding it, different ways to make that deal happen and, and try to find those different ways. That's just something I've gotten great value from and enjoyed looking at problems that way. So a quote you say you live your life by is momentum breeds momentum. And they asked to expand upon that. Yes, momentum breeds momentum. I I love this framework. I love this saying. It's something I refer to often. It's on the wall in my office. So, So what I mean by that is when you have a little success no matter, no matter what it is, let's just call it fitness. You, you start working out, you're feeling a little bit better, and then that trickles into another thing. Maybe you start cleaning up your eating, and then that helps you have more confidence where you're looking at, at better business problems or, or relationships, and you keep that momentum going, and it's a virtuous cycle. And the, the more momentum, it just continues to breed that. Uh, so that's, that's something I just love to do. So when I have a, a little win in life, I immediately go out and look, how can I compound that and get that onto the next win as well? So say I have a really good guest confirm that they're going to come on, then I'm feeling motivated and I'll be reaching out to more people that maybe I think might not be coming on the show. And and you'd be surprised that the, the more wins you get, how they just keep compounding on top of each other. So momentum breeds momentum. Yes, that is something I live my life by. What do you spend money on that has a positive effect on your life? Hmm. So I mentioned books. I spend uh, a good deal on, on new books. Plenty I have not even begun to read, but I hope at some point I'm able to. Another thing is wine. I, I love a great bottle of wine and that could be different for different people. It's it's not the most expensive bottle. That, that doesn't matter. A lot of times it's a certain bottle my wife and I will be enjoying on called a vacation. And then all of a sudden we'll always remember that vacation based on that bottle of wine. Uh, I'm heading out to Napa actually in a few days to do some wine tasting with some former guests uh, on the podcast. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's some incredible people who, who make those bottles happen. And I'm really looking forward to to sitting down with them, enjoying a few bottles and and going deep on a few topics. Another thing I will spend money on is experiences. 
It's one thing I didn't do enough when I was younger. Uh, so the past few years, I've tried to do as many different experience-based things as possible. So I mentioned travel, that's huge for me. Um, just getting out, exploring, doing new things, I, I think is so beneficial. And I just can't advocate enough for, for doing that. And I think you guys uh, you guys will enjoy it. If, you, if you're not comfortable getting out, trying new things, uh, I recommend you guys do it. This is some funny things I, I will do around money though is say certain years, I won't purchase any clothes. I'll go the entire year without purchasing clothes because I, I realize that put the money into the things that you get the most joy from and truly impact your life. Um, I think Ramit Sethi, who's a former guest on this podcast, his book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, he talks about money dials and, and double down on the things that bring you the most joy uh, that you enjoy the most. So, so that's something I enjoy spending some time on. So I feel like I've probably taken your ear enough today. I'm sure you guys have plenty to do, but I really do appreciate we just tackled a couple of these questions. So if you guys enjoyed this, I would love doing this again. Uh, it's it's fun giving you guys a little bit more more info in, into my story, what I'm doing. So if you guys enjoyed this, definitely send me over some questions, info at whatgotyouthere.com via email. And then you guys can also just DM me any questions you have. I really do appreciate that. Also, please, if you enjoy the podcast, share this episode with just one person. That would mean so much to me. Our audience continues to grow from the support of you guys. So if you guys can subscribe, share it, write a review, we really do appreciate that. And then continue to stay engaged. I wanna know who you guys wanna hear from, what questions you guys like, uh, what what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, I know this isn't gonna be perfect. Not every episode's gonna be great. And you guys aren't going to enjoy plenty of them, but I hope some of them you guys really do love, you learn a lot from. And who knows, maybe one or two episodes might actually change the way you think, change your life a bit. So I really do appreciate you guys spending some time with me today, uh, listening to what got you there. So if you enjoyed it, thanks again. I appreciate you guys and hope we get to do this one again. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that your physical fitness is one of the most important aspects of your life. So why do you keep wearing those old workout shorts that are falling apart? Or even worse, when you're at the gym and something smells a little ripe? If that's the case, it's time to turn in those old shorts for a new pair of 10,000 shorts. 10,000 makes it super simple to purchase your new favorite workout apparel. My new favorite short is their distance short, which is super comfortable, lightweight, and perfect for all of my fitness goals. I can say without a doubt that 10,000 shorts are the most comfortable workout shorts I've ever worn. Like myself, 10,000 is obsessed with nailing the fit with the highest quality materials and construction. For the listeners of What Got You There, 10,000 is offering 20% off your first order of shorts. Yes, that's 20% off. When you check out, make sure you request their one-in-one-out kit. They do this super cool thing when you can send in your old gear you have for recycling and you'll get 10% off your next order. Head to www.10,000.cc forward slash WGYT to receive 20% off your order. And if for some reason you don't love them, they have your back with free shipping, free exchanges, and free returns. A few months ago, my body was experiencing a ton of pain, and that's when my friend and former podcast guest, Noah Olson, turned me on to Pure Spectrum CBD. Their CBD products have been tremendous in relieving a lot of the pain in my body. Their products are pure because everything they make is tested every time for quality, consistency, and efficiency. They're 100% organic, third-party tested, 
There's a 100% guarantee and they're THC free. If you want to receive 10% off the entire site, head to purespectrumcbd.com and enter code WGYT. That's 10% off the entire website at purespectrumcbd.com with code WGYT. For the What Got You There listeners who love to travel and want to see the world, listen up. We've teamed up with Globekick, who make it affordable to enjoy peak life experiences with like-minded people from around the world. Globekick expertly designs, curates, and scouts global adventures for you to join. Each trip lasts one week and is designed to balance their unique blend of adventure, culture immersion, and relaxation. Globekick has some epic adventures planned, such as cage diving with great white sharks in Cape Town, South Africa, dog sledding and northern light chasing in Norway, and to see the rest, head to globekick.com. If you want to travel the world with your kind of people and not break the bank, then make sure to stop at globekick.com and enter code WGYT to receive 10% off your membership. What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with Shonda Laney? What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with got you, got you? Thanks for listening to another episode of What Got You There. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and also share with your friends. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking with you next time. If you want to stay up to date on all things I'm working on behind the scenes and everything we've got going on at What Got You There, head over to whatgotyouthere.com. You'll also be able to see more on podcast guests and what they're doing. Thanks to Justin Great for providing us the intro and outro song. If you like his music and want to find out more about what he's working on, head over to justingreat.com.